Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin. Bezaz Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shir number 384. Very often in marriages, what happens is, is a crisis takes place, and that shakes them up. And it's important with Betachin, with Amuna, with Chizuk, to be able to pull through those challenges. Sometimes it could come in a form of a serious illness, chas v'shalom, that one of the husband or wife um, was diagnosed with a serious illness, could be various other issues, and the idea is we need chizik during those times, we need support from people and from guidance from our rav, mental, you know, from um, mentors and coaches and good friends of support, and it is... The truth is, is Baruch Hashem, the good news is, is, and we have documentation of it, that very often marriages can thrive, thrive greatly, despite even serious challenges like illnesses and things like that, and, um, you know, job losses and, and all of these things. Um, marriages could grow, could, you could get closer to one another, and it could be tremendously beautiful. But it is not easy, and um, it's not easy always to look at the glass half full uh, versus the glass half empty. There's a grieving process a lot of times in, in, in difficult situations. But the idea behind it, though, is, is that we need to learn in marriage, and Halavai people should not have those very serious nisyainais. And even if one has those regular, normal married life nisyainais, it's very, very important to succeed in marriage, we need to learn how to succeed in mentally managing losses. And what we do is, is we make a decision and we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for help to, deter, to, to turn the disappointment into determination, to, to turn hopelessness into hope, to turn frustration into faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when we do that, then our marriage won't go into a hostile world. It'll be a calm and a soothing space for the both the husband and the wife in whatever challenges they are facing. Sometimes they are fearing um, the death of a relative, a close relative, a parent that's ill, a sibling that's ill, and, and things like that that's very, very difficult. And intimacy is strengthened when you learn from each other and you support each other. A lot of times also what's could cause, um, you know, um, uh, a drift in marriages is when there's unaddressed fears coming out as hurtful emotions. And it's very important to understand that very when you have a husband or a wife that sometimes could be frustrated or disappointed or upset, it's not about you. And that's really important. You cannot blame your spouse. It's more like helping your husband or wife understand how you both could face a disappointment, whatever that disappointment may be, to face it together. And that is a very important thing. Sometimes what happens is, is HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts a matziv in their life that's not easy to deal with. And what the first step of that Nisayan is, when that Nisayan comes up, whether it came up on from the wife's end more than the husband's end, or from the husband's end more than the wife's end, it's important for the both of them to realize that it's not our husband or wife that created this. It is a matzav Hashem put into our lives. And this way, basically, you could face whatever challenge you have together without any blame and without anything like that. 
And that is a very, very important thing. You need to identify the fears you have, accept the reality of whatever new situation that came up, because denial only makes things worse, and to live and relate to each other accordingly. Get hadracha when you need hadracha. And even when cholila shouldn't happen, that a husband or wife is suffering from a, a, a loss of a parent or a sibling or a very, very close friend, one of the best tools for growth is to learn how to grieve in a healthy way. And grieving is important, and it's part of the process of being human, but we also need to learn to be besimcha and to celebrate our lives despite the losses. And some, for some people, it's harder. For some people, somehow they have that inner um, natural ability that it's easier for them. But whatever the case may be, really, really need to daven for special siyata deshmaya when it comes to marriages that you're faced with a difficulty. And then, truth be told, we talked just now about possible, um, you know, challenges that come through illnesses or through um, a death of a, of a close uh, relative. But the truth be told, even with happy occasions, it could be filled with a lot of stress. And one of them is, is having a child or multiple children. And it is a challenge in marriage um, that, and what's very, very important in marriage is one of the greatest goals when you're raising children and building a family to still always make your husband and your wife priority number one. And, and, it, and it could be done. And successful marriages do this, where each new child increases the intimacy that you have with one another, including physical sexual intimacy, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy. It can be done. People have this notion, and the truth is, is if we don't do anything about it and we just let it happen, then it happens, where a couple drifts apart as they're raising the children, as they have more children and they get older and they're raising them, and the tiredness of the workload, or like we said, caring for an ill parent, or surviving the April 15th deadline if you're an accountant, or whatever the case may be. It is it is a challenge with those um, new things that happen in your life and with each child to not to drift apart. But if you work through that, very, very often what happens is, is you thrive and you become closer and closer as your family grows, grows larger. And because if, but if that doesn't happen, if you let each other go after a birth of a child or children, and the focus is just on the children and not on your husband or wife, then there's a hurt there. There's a pain there that comes from being emotionally disconnected. And if you have that for many years, which many have, it's sad to hear and it's sad to listen to, but I have a sense that a lot of you could feel this. It could leave deep scars of loneliness. It could leave deep scars of unhappiness and disappointment when you realize that that's what happened in your marriage where you just let go of each other as you were taking care of the oil of raising a family. And this is very important that we need to daven to fight against and we need to daven to make it intentional to strengthen the marital bond as a family grows and as responsibilities grows. There was a study done that when um, a baby makes three, you know, from two, a husband and wife, a baby makes three, conflicts increase, increase eight times more, marriage takes a back seat, women feel overburdened, and men feel shoved aside. 
And in the year after the first baby, 70% of wives experience a plummeting down in their marital satisfaction. And for the husband, the satisfaction usually kicks in a little later as a reaction to his wife's unhappiness. So that is something that sometimes could happen naturally, and we need to fight it tooth and nail as strong as possible to reverse that trend, to make sure that does not happen. And if it happened up to this point, to do the reverse, a 180, and start connecting with one another. One, one another. The challenge of a new child or new children is, a, is an assignment in order to remain and keep the marriage fresh. A health crisis, like we said, empty nest syndrome, very often. Cholila shouldn't happen if anyone has a drug-addicted child. It is, it is, it is a very painful uh, situation or off the derech in many situations that could create uh, a distance because that worry for that child or a change in employment. Even if it's a promotion type of thing, it could create a lot of stress. So it's very, very important to be thoughtful, to be intentional, to daven, to daven takadosh baruchu, to help the both of you stay emotionally connected. Daven together that you both should stay emotionally connected. Figure out ways to stay emotionally connected as much as possible, no matter what threatens to tear you apart from without and within. You keep strong and you work on those deep connections as best as you can. Now, if a child comes together with um, postpartum depression, it is also a tremendous nisayin. You have situations, unfortunately, that happens that, that again, it's through no fault. No one asks to have postpartum depression. Mm. But the bottom line is, is that when you have that depression, when it happens, it creates a rift. And that is something, and then sexual intimacy, which is, was used to be a valued part of their relationship, a, an enjoyable part of their relationship, becomes strange and, and, and becomes distant already. And a husband, even with the wife having her own postpartum issues or other issues, a husband himself could feel withdrawal as well from basically from simply tired, tiredness. Some husbands admit, I'm interested in intimacy, but I don't have any energy for it now. I'm just, uh, I see pictures of that kufa of the year after. I'm laying down, sleeping with the baby on top of me. And, and, and it's very, very hard. And, and sometimes the wife, after a while, she gets back to herself, takes it personally when her husband lacks that sexual interest in her. And she's puzzled, you know. She knows a man usually initiates these things and a husband is not initiating. It makes her feel a lot worse. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's a bad combination. And therefore, it's important to be always self-aware and to be, in this particular case, as an example, the fact that that her, that um, wife, through postpartum, it had, uh, loses interest for a while till she gets back to herself is a normal part of a process. A husband being overwhelmed and or being disinterested in physical intimacy, it may be hurtful to his wife, but he certainly does not mean to be hurtful to his wife. And it wasn't a reflection of thinking that his wife is not desirable. It was just a reflection of himself being very tired. And once you realize that it's not your wife that's to blame, it's not your husband that's to blame, it's the matzev, and even the matzev is not to blame, but if the matzev is created as a, as a challenge, then we could deal with that challenge of that matzev to get things better and to have things improve. Here's a story that was brought down. Again, it's a, a, a non-Jewish secular um, couple, but it's an important lesson, so I'm going to relate it. You had a wife that was in charge of her company's tech needs, 
and the system crashed in the busy season, and they were all screaming her the frustration at her, and she was working to get the systems back up and running, and it took a very long time. And she knew during this period of time, um, her husband felt ignored as she worked nights and she worked weekends, and uh, but her workmates were screaming louder than he did. And her husband made a mistake by not recognizing her panic. Um, and what he should have done was to recognize that and show empathy and understanding and caring, but instead, understandably, but but it was an it was an error. He felt hurt and he felt neglected. In reality, so this is a good a good example. Here's a good example where a wife is overwhelmed because of the matzah she can't control, being uh, the head of the tech company in a company where the system has just just crashed. She has no intention to hurt her husband, no intention to ignore her husband. Kamat and Aynis, although she could try her best to be empathetic to him, and he in turn felt ignored, felt neglected, felt lonely, and and added to her stress the way he behaved by withdrawing. And he ended up falling into an emotional affair. Why? Because he took personally what happened. He felt, un, again, it was his emotions playing, that my wife neglected me, my wife abandoned me. Pride got into the way, certain gaiva. I'm not being paid attention to. And they went through this process. And thank God, they healed from it. He recovered from it. He pulled away from that emotional affair that he was having, recognizing what the reactions were here, that he, it was his own insecurities and loneliness that created this, and it wasn't his wife's fault. It was a temporary matzav, as that his wife truly did not mean to fall into. This was a matzav that took place. So we're not talking about abuse here, Khalila. We're talking about healthy, normal people that sometimes fall into these, these concepts. And it's very important... And this is a Nisayan for all of us, that we, when we have extra stresses at work or at home, or whatever it is, husband or wife or the both of them, to work on acknowledging that it's a stressful time and nevertheless do their best to stay emotionally connected to each other because the disconnection is an extreme stressor. People don't talk about this much because they talk about the anger and the frustration and the yelling and the screaming and all of this of course is not healthy either but what is very very hurtful to a marriage is the disconnection that takes place it's tremendously distressful like in this case where kemat like an oinus where the wife was just so overwhelmed that she couldn't connect with her husband and that hurt her husband deeply, and he took it the wrong way, and it created that disconnection, which is a breeding ground for an emotional affair. And just to point out, and this is very important for both husbands and wives to understand this, that when you feel that disconnection, when you feel that, the, the don't go into that default mode of drifting further apart, but rather go into the default mode, change the default mode, and hyper-focus on emotionally connecting with each other again. Do the opposite of what this husband did by mistake, of turning away from his wife when his wife had no time for him or was very stressed out, but just rather turn towards her and be patient till the hurdle passes. She'll get back to herself and they'll be connected again. And this happens wife to husband, husband to wife. In marriage, it happens in different kufas to different different. Um, different spouses where sometimes one of them is going through a difficult challenge and the other one less so 
And then the, the other one, less so, ironically, feels more let, left, left out and more in emotional pain by that disconnect because the husband or wife is busy with whatever they're busy with and they don't connect. So this goes on, the, on both sides of it, which is very important. On the side of the one that got under the stress, like in this case, the wife that, that got into this crisis in the, at her job in the tech company or any other crisis like that, the one that's in crisis needs to realize as hard as it is, as difficult as it is, I need to communicate to my husband or wife. I love you very much. I care for you. I wish I want as soon as possible the weekend or Shabbos comes and I want to reconnect with you. And, and, and let's somehow find an isolated time, despite the lack of time and the hecticness and everything else, to connect and to emotionally connect, to physically connect, because I love you very much and, and you mean a lot to me. You need to say those words and do those things, even when you're under that stress. And then on the other side, the person that is feels left out, not to take it personally, not to feel hurt or feel that disconnect to pull away, but rather turn towards the one that's under stress. How could I help you? Oh, like in this tech case, oh, they're all hounding you. You have my support. I love you very much. And and I'm here for you. And the crisis ultimately alleviates and they are one again. But that is a very, very important point. And so we learned today about how marriages can thrive despite cha- real real, real challenges by the commitment of learning to bind with each other, to connect with one another, to be intentional with fighting against the disconnection and withdrawals that could happen in marriage. Bracha